This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Enjoying uh, a week in which obviously we're in a little bit of a recovery right now. Let's be honest. We're we're still in mourning from uh, Monday. And uh, it's going to take until I think Saturday and that game to really allow us to to reset our heads, to get ourselves in the groove again and, and fingers crossed in a mindset where we're looking at Arsenal again as as possible Champions League qualification candidates because it's it's tricky to do that after a 3-0 battering, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, there are plenty still, uh, there's plenty of positives that we still need to talk about. There's plenty of things that can reset us and, and give us more hope and we're going to do that today, including more transfer news as always, plus the latest in regards to fitness, which we need to discuss after yesterday's breaking stories. But I hope you're doing good and well in the chat box. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Tariq getting in there first today. Great to see. And Sarvik, who has joined as a brand new member. Thank you, Sarvik, for joining us. Remember, I enjoyed reading your message the other day. So thank you for joining the crew. Um, it's a great feeling getting first. Uh, it's great seeing so many more people getting it as well. Arvid, good morning to you. Mark, Paul, Lars, Jose, Philip. Good morning, guys. Uh, Tony, Philip, Manu, Guna, uh, Steve, Rob, Martin, Christopher, Damien, uh, Rich, Simon, Matt G, Julian, uh, Steve, Marcus, Good morning to you, uh, Girish, Axel, Inga, uh, Tom, Steve, and Tony, Georgie, Carl, Zach. Good morning to everybody. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I was five seconds late. I can only apologize. But uh, I hope you're on a fantastic week already, despite the Arsenal score. And continue to do so. And if you're not, I hope that your week picks up and turns around. So uh, let's crack on, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. We'll be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning. I'll be joined, of course, by the usual faces uh, to have a quick chat about all of the ongoings at Arsenal as well and more interaction with the chat box, as always. But something new that I want to add to the morning shows is a little thank you section because I was having a chat with Dan Potts last night. 
after we did the Arsenal lounge stream. We were talking about a lot of kind of the, the hate that me and him have both been getting from different corners of the fan base, some of the abuse that we've been receiving. And I know that the other day in the chat box, a few people asked a few questions about dealing with abuse uh, in chat boxes. And to be honest, what I wanted to do instead of dealing, not dealing with it in regards to actually tackling the abuse, but focusing more on the positives. And so I think every single day, what a good way of doing it is in highlighting some of the real nice comments that we get um, on the show. So thank you to Mossa, to Julian, to Marcel, uh, and to Amesy in the chat box for leaving some nice comments. And we're going to highlight some more nice comments every single morning as well. So I think it's just a really positive thing to do because we always focus on the negatives. We focus on the criticisms. So why don't we focus on some nice things that people are saying instead? So thank you to you guys. And we'll continue to do that with each show, if I remember. Um, in terms of articles of the day, for you to check out a few pieces over on football.london, a piece on how Nicola Pepe could be an option along with Gabriel Martinelli as a possible striker replacement for Lacazette if we want to change things up. Another piece about how maybe we should be more open to the idea of a sale of Kieran Tierney based upon his recent injury news, which we'll go into more in a second about. And finally, a piece on how we may change structure to accommodate Nuno Tavares' defensive deficiencies, try saying that 10 times when you're drunk, um, into the team as well. So a few pieces for you to read for myself. Link to my page is always in the link tree in the description. Uh, we start with that Kieran Tierney news, confirming from the club that he will indeed be out for the rest of the season, meaning that Nuno Tavares is our most senior and orthodox option to replace him. And Arteta is going to need to ensure that he tries to get the best from this team. Will that mean changing to a back three? Will that mean sticking with Nuno Tavares? Will that mean trying to build up his confidence? In fact, that is going to be today's poll question. So, if you would like to get in on the discussion, we're going to leave a poll for you guys in the chat box. And the chat box question is going to be, do you stick with Nuno Tavares for the next game? Do you want to see him stuck with in regards to kind of build up his form of confidence because we've got him for the rest of the season? Or do you want to see us try something different instead? That's what we're going to be asking. So would you stick with Nuno Tavares for Brighton? There we go. Yes or no. Ask the community. Get your votes going. Once you voted on that poll, please also drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here. So let's uh, go on to our next story. Uh, Thomas Partey uh, will hopefully be back sooner than expected because the Arsenal update yesterday was that he was being assessed ahead of the weekend, which I know is very, very vague. But it's not a case of he's going to be out for this X amount of weeks. He'll return to training on this date. He's being assessed. I hope that Thomas Partey stopped when he felt the injury. I hope he stopped and didn't make anything worse and aggravate it. And that hopefully will save him several days and possibly even weeks of recovery. We can only hope that that is the case. But Arsenal providing the update that Partey will be assessed ahead of Brighton. So let's all keep our fingers crossed that it wasn't all that serious. And in fact... He will recover. We'll hear from Mikel Arteta on Thursday when we hope to get some positive news on the Ghanaian midfielder. And lastly, not so positive news, but uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu, uh, our Japanese international fullback, will be out until at least after the Southampton game when he will return to full training. Uh, that was a really disappointing bit of news, especially considering that Mikel Arteta had spoken about him, you know, looking good and feeling like and being in training ahead of the game against Palace. It was really disappointing. 
that actually in reality it turns out that he's still much much further away than anticipated it's a really strange one it's a really difficult one to try and get our heads around what's going on what's happening with Tomiyasu hopefully there is some more information on this on Thursday I just don't want Tomiyasu to turn into one of those players that you know like I don't expect it to be like a Diaby and you know like a Kazora or a Ramsey or a Wilshire. but you know there's so much emphasis on previous disappointing injury problems with really promising signings at Arsenal that, you know, we're worried that Tomiyasu will go the same way. We hope that he doesn't, but it's just worrying that it keeps on constantly going on and talking about him being injured or coming back and then not coming back. And there's so much uncertainty. So hopefully that changes fairly soon. Now, Yesterday, uh, The Athletic released an exclusive interview with Unai Emery. Now, I'm sure most of you have read this interview. I found it very, what's the politest way I can put this, uh, frustrating uh, reading some of the things that Unai Emery said. In fact, I wrote an entire response to this yesterday um, because there was something that stuck out for me during the interview that I found quite ridiculous when he was asked about Mikel Arteta's current you know work ethic and job and what he's doing uh, at Arsenal he said um, they have put together a group who are going in the same direction working together showing respect I knew that whoever began after Wenger it was difficult for people to understand the changes that had to be made Arteta is doing a good job continuing what I began he has had that patience from the fans the patience they did not have with me, but I understand that. Look, <laughs> Arteta is not continuing what Emery started. Arteta had to rip up the blueprints that have been brought along by Unai Emery and completely radically change what was going on. Now, there may be plenty out there, and there certainly are, that believe that nothing has changed or not much has changed or even that we've gone backwards. You know, the league position certainly did at the start of Arteta's tenure. And to be honest, I'm not entirely surprised that that did happen because let's face it, Arsenal have been regressing for years and years and years and the appointment of Unai Emery did nothing to resolve that. You know, we missed out on the chance of getting Champions League football and I will never forgive Emery for the rotation against Brighton and Crystal Palace and also messing up the Europa League final. I just can't. It was just the the opportunity was so good that like we were literally games away with it in our own hands against winnable opposition and we rotated. I can't get my head around that. And we went into the following season and I thought he was lucky to keep his job and, you know, he made things worse. And eventually the, the, the situation was so fractured between him and the dressing room that the club had no choice. They had to get rid of him. Even in Arteta's worst moments, moments where I faltered and certainly said that maybe we should be looking at a new coach, the club stuck by him. And most importantly, the players stuck by him. And We've never seen an Arsenal team more connected to its coach and the fan base as we have right now for a long, long time. A long, long time. And to say that Arteta's continued what Emery did is just such an, is such an attempt to undermine the job that Mikel Arteta has done. Arteta has moved on the deadwood. He's improved the wage bill dramatically. You know, he's provided unity between the Arsenal fan base on the most part and the fans and the players. He's improved the defence well ahead of what we've expected from Arsenal over the last decade that went before him. He's 
dealt with the pandemic like so in in the sense that we've come out the other side of the pandemic or whatever the start of the pandemic was and we look to be in a much more healthier position than we were at the start of the pandemic which is in itself is a is a massive massive plus he's introduced these non-negotiables and sim players move on ruthlessly he's overhauled the squad he's improved the recruitment he's won an fa cup in his first six months he's pushed us towards being title title contenders uh champions league contenders with the scope and with the ambition to one day get to that title challenging stage he's signing premier league proven talent that players that aren't surplus to requirements at their clubs you know he's moved on necessary players that needed to be moved on and he's changed the way in which we've recruited. And now we're playing much better football as well. Not evident on Monday night, granted, but certainly across this season, we're seeing an improvement in the way that we're playing. None of that happened under Uno Emery. None of it. So it's not a continuation of what Emery started. As you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about this subject. <laughs> I just find it insane that he came out and said that Arteta's continuing what he did. I really, really find it very, very strange. Anyway, our last two transfer stories before we get a lot more of your thoughts and reaction to that monologue in the chat box. Serge Gnabry, Arsenal interested. Unfortunately, Real Madrid have begun their interest of Serge Gnabry as well. Reports emanating this morning that Real Madrid will pursue a deal for Serge Gnabry. So uh, if Arsenal want to get him, Oh, if, if, if Arsenal want to get him, that's uh, that's the team you got to go up against. So good luck with that. Uh, and our final and headline story of today, uh, according to Calcio Mercato, Arsenal are interested in signing a player that I have been talking about uh, over the last few weeks or so as a possible uh, alternative to some of the players like Gakpo and Joao Felix and Latara Martinez. And that's Amin Gueri, a player whose I'm sure pronunciation I'm getting completely wrong. Um, and Calcio Mercato basically did uh, a piece about the 22-year-old knee striker, uh, formerly of Leon, liking Milan, Arsenal and Sevilla. And uh, it may be one where it's lost in translation a little bit, but it's a very, very short article. In fact, it's one sentence from Calcio, which does make me think, mm, not so sure how legit this is because it's very, very short, but it is the type that you're going to see uh, mooted. I'm going to do a little bit more research into Guiri today and probably do a piece on him as well. Uh, and there was one final story that, unfortunately, for some reason, I didn't find a picture for. Uh, I don't know why I did this, but uh, Cody Gakpo, really interesting interview of him saying how he loves Arsenal um, as well. So really positive news on that sense uh, regarding Cody Gakpo. He's a player that I really hope that we do go for in the summer. Um, and fingers crossed we do. Manu telling me you pronounce it Guiri. Guiri? Guiri. I'll try and pronounce that much better in the future. Anyway, that rounds off the news section, which means we're going to move on to your questions and your thoughts and your theories and reaction to, of course, some of the news that we've been talking about, in particular, probably the Emery section. Uh, and of course, revisit the poll that we've put into the chat box. So let's crack on with that. Okay, let's have a quick look at the poll in the chat box. We've got, uh, would you stick with Nuno Tavares or Brighton? 80% of people saying yes. 20% of you have said no so far. But only half of you have voted, so keep voting, people. Keep getting your thoughts heard on to the section there and get your votes in. And once you've dropped a vote, please hit the like button as well. It literally takes you just a second and it helps out the channel massively. And Carl Brewster has just notified me that you've been a member for my, uh, five months. So thank you so much for your support. And it was an absolute pleasure to meet you uh, at the Liverpool game earlier in the season. 
Uh, Rich uh, says, Tom, do you think it means that we need to sign a left back that competes with Tierney and replaces Tavares in the summer? Or am I being overly critical? He hasn't had the best of run of games, but he is still young. It's a really difficult question, Rich. I think I'd be better placed to answer this in the summer after this season. Because if Tavares has a really good end to the year, we will like emanate emanating that's the wrong word emulating the performances that we saw in the first half of the season against Newcastle and Watford and Aston Villa and Leicester where he was really strong and keeping Tierney out the team even when he returned from his uh his injury I think that you know there's enough evidence there to suggest we've got a good player I mean Manchester City were being linked with this guy last year at the end of the year after his performances for Arsenal so it gives you a bit of perspective about what he's capable of but we know from the Newton on the Forest game, we know from the game against Crystal Palace, and we know from his time at Benfica that he's got deficiencies that he needs to improve on. I would stick with him as well for the Brighton game. I may want to switch to a back three to give him more security defensively and see what he can give us moving forwards. But, you know, I would still stick with him for that game. Tulip says, Tom, if Sambi replaces Partey till he is back, do you think he will play the defensive role or Xhaka will shift there? Oh, I really hope that he partners Xhaka um, and plays the defensive kind of position. I think Sambi is going to be the Partey replacement eventually. So I would like to see him, you know, detailed uh, more so as that number six. And I think Xhaka's done well in that role, to be honest, as well, when he's allowed to play that game. And to be honest, Palace really did stop our midfield entirely from playing. But we need to work a way around the way in which our opponents try to stop us. Uh, Cad says, is there a possibility that all the players we have been linked with would come to Arsenal regardless of being in the Champions League? Of course, there is an opportunity, I think, for a portion of those players to join us. As I use the analogy, and I know you've heard it a million times, you imagine that you've got 100 doors and behind each door is a transfer target that Arsenal want. You're in the Champions League, all doors are open. Maybe bar a couple because of, you know, the, the competition for uh, those players with the likes of Man City or PSG or Real Madrid or whatever. Um but most of those doors will open for Arsenal being in the Champions League. If you're not in the Champions League, a lot of those doors close. But a lot of those doors still remain open. So that's how we signed Lacazette and Partey and Aubameyang, etc. during the time that we were in the Europa League. Being in European football is important full stop. But we still would be able to sign some of those players. I imagine players like Cody Gakpo you'd still be able to bring into the club. But you may find it harder if a team like Liverpool, say, come in for him. Um, it all depends on who you go for in the competition for those players. The Champions League clubs are interested. It becomes much harder. Maybe you have to spend more and offer more wages to convince them. Or you have to get a little bit lucky and do your research into players that have a real affinity to Arsenal, seemingly like Cody Gakpo does with his interview the other day. So we'll have to wait and see. But yes, of course, you can still sign some of those players. Uh, would you replace Pepe if Gnabry says Tony? Yes, I would. Um, Kevin says, sorry, little late. Good morning, TGT Gang and TC. We'll rewind and catch up from the beginning. Kevin, do as you wish, my friend. Do as you wish. Uh, Manu says, did you see the Sabios comments? He really wants to get into Mikel Arteta's hands. Um, I did see his comments. Fair play to him. Uh, I think if a player that's left and wasn't even re-signed to see him talking so positively about Arteta, you know, again, certainly improves things uh, and certainly gives an, in an incentive, no, an insight into kind of the feeling about Arteta amongst players that even those that aren't at the club anymore. Matthew says, Tom, Emery would have liked to have moved on the Deadwood, but the club weren't ready to do that when he was there. I, the thing is, I know that he'd stopped playing Mesut Ozil. And I know there was this kind of um, emphasis around his issues with him. But at the same time, 
Mikel Arteta has come in with a stronger hand. You know, the club have respected Arteta. They've backed him a lot more. And there's reasons behind that. To turn around and say that Emery wasn't backed isn't a reason. If anything, it's a criticism of Emery because he didn't earn that right the same way that Mikel Arteta did. So I just don't buy into that at all. Um, Yassir says, Tom, do you think right back has become in critical position in the summer since Tommy can't seem to get fit? I think we'll have to wait to the end of the season and see where Tommy's at. But if there is this problem, then yes, I would change my uh, position on the right back. I wouldn't sign one right now, hoping that Tommy Asu returns. I think Cedric's done a decent job as backup. I think that I'm really excited to see what happens with Brooke Norton Cuffey coming through. And I don't want to really block his development because I think there's a real chance of a top quality player there. Um, but if Tommy Asu has too many issues, then yes, we may need to. We may need to. Um, Jacques, my captain, says, I don't think Emery had a real plan for the future, unlike Mikel. Ronald says, can Cedric and Tommy play left-back? They both have done in the past and both, both could deputise there. So, yes, that's an option for us. Um, Lee says, Emery didn't want Pepe. He wanted Zaha. Incorrect. Emery wanted Zaha more than he wanted Pepe. Let's, uh, it's not binary. Uh, again, he wanted Zaha more. Couldn't get him, uh, so they went for Pepe instead. And, you know, he was still more than happy to have Pepe. You just look at his comments about Pepe. Uh, he still very much liked him, but he preferred Zaha. So let's not twist the way it was uh, going out. Zana says, Sky saying Arsenal are amongst the teams looking at Depay in the summer. Would you take him? No, I wouldn't. I think we need to go for better in that position. Lars says, for me, Tavares is better higher up the pitch. Could he be a good left mid instead of a left back? He used to be a winger. I spoke to his former coach, Raul Trellia, who was his uh, coach at uh, at Benfica. And look, I think that when you look at what he was capable of in the final third, then yes, you know, yes, he is a player that certainly needed to be transitioned because his physicality, his defensive abilities were still there and he wasn't refined enough to be a forward. But he still had those qualities, which makes him such an attacking fullback. But does he need to be pushed further up the field? I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't think it's a club like Arsenal where that will happen, though. Paul says, should we use the summer to bring in good squad depth or marquee signings? Also, did you see that Nunez last night, if you did, it changed your view of him. Scored another goal. Uh, I don't think I'm changing my view on him um, because my view of him has been pretty positive, to be honest. So it didn't change my view of not signing him, to be honest, at all. He's now scored against Liverpool, Bayern, Barcelona twice. You know, he scores against big teams in big games. And that's a, a really big, attractive trait for a striker. So it certainly hasn't changed my mind on him at all. Uh, Cedric has two years left on his deal, I think, at the end of this season. Uh, so not long left at all. Uh, Reese says Gakpo has loads of assists this season, so can potentially link up plays similar to Lacazette. So yes, I think so. 16 goals, 15 assists for him so far. Jake says, why did Arsenal hire a coach they didn't respect the opinion of? Um, I think that at the start, I'm not saying they didn't respect his opinion. I think they're talking about the earning of that respect earning of that ability to make more decisions. When clubs, when a manager comes in to replace a 22-year-old veteran of the game in Arsene Wenger, there's going to be plenty of questions that the club have, plenty of risks that they take. Arteta answered some of those questions. Emery clearly didn't in the eyes of the club and so therefore wasn't given that same kind of emphasis on decision-making. Uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, will you play White as right-back and move Cedric to left-back? Also, will you play ECR on the left and Martinelli through the middle? 
Uh, I would not. Uh, I would continue to play Cedric at right back and I would continue to play Tavares at left back. I think the only way that Tavares is going to improve and get his confidence back is by putting that confidence in him and giving him those opportunities. I think Brighton's a really good opportunity for him to get that confidence back again. But it's what we've got to try and do is give him minutes to get him better, to get him fit in the games. So, no, I wouldn't. Uh, would I play Smith Rowe uh, on the left and Martinez through the middle? I would be tempted to try Nicolas Pepe more so than Martinelli. Uh, I just, I just want to see, I just want to see it. I just, <laughs> I know that I've been really anti that in the past, um, and that was when Lacazette was doing okay. He's not now, and I would be interested in experimenting a little bit just to see what Pepe would do in the middle, just to see it. Like we've not seen it, Martinelli, we've seen it, and I think there are a lot of restrictions to his game when in the middle, and I prefer him out wide. I haven't seen it with Pepe, and I would be interested to see it take place. Uh, Axel says, loved watching Nunez last night. Really wanted him to join us, but last night he played most of the game out on the left. What are your thoughts on that? Not refined as a single number nine. And that's fine. I like players that are versatile. He can obviously play as a number nine. And if he's still playing out wide, his goal tally is even more impressive than it was had he been playing as a sole striker. So I actually think that it's a more positive moment. And you look at the pace that he's got as well. He's not slow. He's not lumbering despite being a physical forward. He's got plenty of qualities about his game that I like. He needs to refine. He's 22. There's always going to be parts of his game like his touch, his link-up play that do need to improve. But they can improve. And they will improve at Arsenal. So yes, I'm still very open to it. But Gakpo still remains my priority for the summer right now. Uh, Douglas says, we always seem to have bad results after international breaks, but turn it around after let's not panic and trust the process. Uh, ESR is a false nine yesterday, not for me. Red says, no, no, you buy cheap, you buy twice. Look, I think there's been players like Martinelli that we've bought cheaply that have come in and done brilliantly. I look at Tommy Asu, who was bought in for 16.5 million. I think it eventually rises to like 20. But that's cheap in the context of football and look how good he's been for us. We've made some really solid signings for prices that aren't exactly wild and have done really, really well for us. So I think that's harsh. Um, and I think that he has the potential to be really, really solid for us moving forwards. Dave said, with both first choice fullbacks out, do we have no choice but to go with the back three? Even if I start Tavares, there is part of me, Dave, that still is tempted to go to a back three, add that defensive security that maybe we lack. I think there is when you when you lose Tommy and when you lose Tierney, all of a sudden you've lost two huge defensive parts of your of your unit. And so bringing Rob Holding into the back three, White on the right side, Gabriel on the left side, Tavares on the left, maybe still even sticking with Cedric on the right, but I would be tempted to play Saka there uh, and then move Erdogan kind of that right-hand side of the front three and have Saka overlapping him. I think that it's got scope to work. Um, and I think it's maybe a little bit more necessary. I don't see it happening, though. I'd be shocked if Mikel Arteta switched to a back three, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tulip says, I'm tempted to see Pepe on the left, Saka on the right, Gabby up top, but not sure how Pepe and Nuno will work. Two left-footers, I'm not always a big fan of that. I know I've just said that Saka and Erdegaard have worked well, but I do think that Erdegaard's ability and Saka's ability to use their right foot more than, say, Pepe and Tavares or Pepe and Tierney um, enables that to work more, not perfectly, but more so than the left-hand side. That's why I like Smith-Rowe on the left or Martinelli because they're right-footed and they can, you know, there's that reverse pass for the overlap that's always on much more efficiently um, 
if if you play the two alternative footed players on the same side. Manu says, could you say a little word for Van Hal? I really thought they would uh, they could become a world champion with their three four three system. Yeah, obviously it's it's really sad news, and and we wish him the absolute best. Uh, it's, it's it's a situation that I know people listening to the show will be very much well aware of of the impacts of what that can do. Um, and you know that we've always supported uh, causes to fight this problem. And it is a problem uh, that needs to be fought, as we all know too well. So, yes, our thoughts are with him. And uh, we can only wish him the best. That's all I would ever say. Because uh, he was doing some really good things with with the Netherlands team that they needed turning around. And, you know, he did such good things, taking them to the World Cup previously and getting, I think, third place uh, in the end. And obviously to a World Cup uh, was he the coach for the World Cup final against Spain? Um, my memory is a bit hazy of 2010, but uh, he's done some great things for the Netherlands national team. And ironically, still got Man United a couple of trophies, one or two at least. I think one, uh, definitely the FA Cup. So uh, yeah, he's done a massive career, a huge career. And uh, as I say, we wish him the best. Uh, Angel says, I know we disagree on the lack of situation, but I agree that Arteta needs to test other options. But for me, he needs to do it in training. And have a talk to try and motivate Laka, Pepe, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli. Christopher says, look at how Harry Kane's skills improved all those years. Believe Nunez would develop in the same way at Arsenal. Big call. Uh, Savi says, recall Ainsley. I don't think we can recall him. And to be honest, he's not doing very well. I don't know if he'd even improve us right now, to be fair. And to, uh, and you you do make a good point, Dan. Uh, he does have a very good weak foot, in fairness. But it's more so about the winger having the better, stronger right foot on the left to invert the pass. That's why uh, you want that kind of alter, alternating balance on that side more so than you do uh with with the uh with the fullback having that ability to use his right foot who knows though maybe it could work uh, isowa says uh can lakonga emulate Partey's performances in the recent past he can emulate some of the poor ones without a doubt can he emulate some of the solid ones there's potential the aston villa game always sticks in my mind as does the newcastle game as absolutely top performances from lakonga even the brighton away game lakonga was far better than Partey in that game so yeah there's real scope for us to see a really strong performance from him Let's wait and see. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to join you as always. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. Let's do a quick check on the poll. 81% of people still saying that they would stick with Nuno Tavares of Brighton. 19% saying they would not. Interesting viewing. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. I'll see you at 10 a.m. on uh, the Arsenal way. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.